right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Laying Up podcast. My name is Randy. We are live in Pebble Beach, California. It's U.S. Women's Open Week. So exciting. Joining me for the preview this evening and joining me all week, let me introduce uh, the gang here. To my far right, Mr. Tron Carter. TC, just into Cali today. How are we feeling? Feeling great. Got upgraded both legs on the flight here. We like that. Flew through your beloved Denver mm. today. Good to be here. Marine layers got it a little bit gray, uh, but we're hoping that's going to burn off as the week goes along. We are overlooking one of TC's home clubs here, Cypress Point. I you can't say that, Randy. <laughs> they take that stuff seriously. Okay, but we are overlooking. Plus, he doesn't want his future invitation <laughs> to be jeopardized That's for any true. reason. Please That's protect true. my guy here. That's true. Uh, the voice you just heard, Mr. Cody McBride. Cody, how are you doing today, man? Happy 4th of July. Thank you. I appreciate it. And happy 4th of July to you, all of you guys here, and to the, the listeners out there. Uh, I hope everybody had a, a safe and happy Independence Day. Very proud to say that here. Hopefully there weren't any fireworks troubles. Uh, and I hope to get in some festivities tonight out here. You never know what's going to happen. But my first time at Pebble Beach. Really? Seeing the course. First time ever? Yeah. I'd never seen Sick. it before. It's awesome. I've, I've spent a little bit of time around these parts, but never got to really experience it. Foreign languages, of too? Of course, of course. My hitter is at DLI. Uh, but I'm pumped for a very excited week, Big, and happy to be here with you. Good, good. And last but not least, joining us, Jordan Perez. Jordan, welcome to Pebble Beach. Glad you are here. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, yeah, it's great to be here. First timer. Uh, got in a little late last night. Yeah, took in the sights today and uh, excited to chat it up. First impressions. What do you think? Sick. We'll yeah. just leave it at that adjective. Just sick. sick. Yeah. Did you walk the front, the back, both? Not wholly yet. Okay. Hopped around a lot. Okay. Um, need some additional context, but sick is my first impression. Well, that's, yeah, I hard to argue with that. Randy, can I ask you, how does it feel to be back here oh. after the events of, uh, of early uh, what was that? Early June? Early May. Early May. A yeah. lot of people are calling it the May Massacre. <laughs> the wounds are still fresh, TC. I mean, what a what an unbelievably awful performance to put on tape. I I will stand by the wind being truly, truly just tough. And I hope the women get to experience some of that this week. But yeah, we were Cody and I were walking around the course a little bit earlier today and it was like, oh, yeah, no, I hit it in that bunker, and oh, yeah, I missed, like, you know, I missed in the water there, and just pointing out all my mistakes. It's still fresh, so thank you for asking, TC. And if people don't know what we're talking about, it's a film room on Pebble Beach. Randy played uh, the course early May uh, and was blessed to be playing with Michelle Wee West there, was able to only play nine holes due to... Obviously, she's got kids, man. She got she got to get back to the kiddo, I mean, I take care of it. Yeah. You ex you know exactly how that is. <laughs> You're in the doghouse now as we speak. So uh, I'm always in the doghouse. But it's uh man, big props to you for hanging it out there and taking everything that comes with it because it truly was an ass beating of of the ages. 
I think my favorite part was seeing Solly and Tron and Ben reacting to <laughs> my short miss putt on, well, a lot of them, but five, I think five specifically, just th- them feeling my pain. That meant a lot because I, in the moment, I didn't see them, you know, kind of living and dying on my short part putt. And fluff. Yeah, yeah my guy don't fluff. forget about fluff. That's, <laughs> fluff had to go live in a van to get rid of all the PTSD that he picked up for watching carrying your bag around, man. Fluff, my caddy. He he did reach out after the airing. It was just like he was still beating himself up about that club choice on number seven. <laughs> I said, Fluff, it's all right, man. Like we're we're good. We're good. Should we thank our sponsor? Yeah, we should. We should. Want to thank our friends at Titleist and Footjoy. And I want to talk to you guys about FootJoy, the official shoe of no laying up. FootJoy is the number one shoe at the U.S. Women's Open. And honestly, it's the number one shoe at just about every level of women's golf. It's the number one shoe on the LPGA, the Ladies European Tour, at NCAA Women's Championships, at the Women's AM, the National High School Golf Championships, the list goes on. And a big part of it is that FootJoy only makes golf shoes and has for nearly 100 years. And when they make them for women, they make them in more sizes, more styles, and more options than anyone else. And they make them specifically for women with unique elements designed to maximize their performance and comfort. Players who care about their game care about what's on their feet. Whether it's women, men, juniors, professionals, AMs, more of those players lace up a pair of foot joys when they get ready to play. So just like Jess Corda, Danielle Kang, Bronte Law, half of every LPGA tournament field we at No Laying Up are among the nation of players who trust their game to the overwhelming number one shoe in golf. Footjoy, sincerely thank them for their support. Uh, Cody and I got in the, not the Footjoy, but the Titleist tour truck today is is out at Pebble. Oh, and- boy. We're living living it up, TC. I know you're, uh, you're bummed you're supposed to be there with us, but these tour trucks, I know we say this a lot and people have seen, they always impress the shit out of me. They're able to put so much stuff in there, be so proficient and efficient with the space that they have available. It was awesome. We're going to do it. We got All some video of, of it. Drawers. Oh, it's nuts. It's like a kid in a candy shop. Precise drawers. Cut to length. They're like, oh, you know, 46-inch driver. So this this drawer, the maximum is 46 inches, just so we can barely, we can get this in. Because, man, these little inches add up everywhere around that truck, and they got to put everything they possibly can in there. Yeah, so check out this, the uh, probably Instagram uh, later this week. We'll have some clips of that. Great time there. But, guys, it's, I mean, it's Pebble Week. I, I don't know about you. I've had this week circled for like three or four years, right? Yeah, honestly, yeah. since it was announced. Yeah. Uh, and, and we are here. The week is here. I think it's going to be an excellent, excellent event. Just to set people straight on coverage. All times Eastern here, but Thursday and Friday, we are 4 to 6 p.m. on Le Coq. The Coq. And then we're going 6 to 11 p.m. on USA. And then Saturday and Sunday, 3 to 9 p.m. on NBC. I can get down with that. Yeah. Six hours straight, not tossing us around. It should be a lot of just good, solid, primetime golf on the weekend. It never ceases to amaze me how little they use Golf Channel. To air it's golf incredible. these days. It's not for the golf. You don't, it's incredible. Golf channel is not for the golf. I think just as importantly, or also importantly, we have some streaming, which is wonderful. Uh, folks, I would encourage you to check out either uswomensopen.com 
the new USGA mobile app, <laughs> or our friends at Peacock. They're going to have two feature groups per day. They're going to take an early group and a late group. And they simulcast ha- across those three things? Yes. Okay. And they've announced the Thursday feature groups. Uh, the They're going to come on air at 11.50 a.m. That must be Pacific time. So I'm, I'm guessing 2.50 p.m. Eastern time is the group of Jin Young Ko, Nelly Korda, and Lexi Thompson. And then following them into primetime is Brooke Henderson, Rose Zhang, and Lydia Ko. So if you're curious to watch all or some of their rounds, that will be available via the streaming options. So something I've been banging a drum on, we need more streaming. Kudos to the USGA and and their partners for for having that option. Are we going to get a commercial-free last stanza? Sunday as well. Uh, not that I've heard, but I. They're always like super coy about stuff. Sometimes here. Like, Rolex, yeah, has stepped up in the past. Not sure about that this week. I'm trying to think of the U.S. Open. Did did we have commercial free towards the end? I think we did. All right. Well, I would assume that you know yeah. Rolex is always a big time sponsor and partner of theirs. But you know, it's one thing that always uh, I get a kick out of from the USGA. Like, the purse really isn't even announced yet for this. They always hold these things out for, like, these kind of big reveals week of. Yeah. And it makes it feel like, it makes you feel special, but it also makes you feel like, yo, something's coming. Like, something big's coming. Haven't they already (laughs) announced it? I thought they already announced it. No, it's coming. Well, maybe by the time a lot of people are listening, it'll be announced. But they're going to announce it on Wednesday. July 5th. So it was 10 million last year. I imagine if they're making a big deal about announcing it, it's going to bump up. So Patrick Cantley is probably going to be pissed. <laughs> so pissed. PC is going to be pissed. So yeah, check that out. I do want to say too, we are going to be live every day at what? the completion of play. Yeah. Sorry, you did not Cody. Tell me that. Yeah. You got a lot of work coming your live way. Live in prime time. Live in prime time. We have, uh, we're, we're, we're going to call the dog house. We, we have a house here just off a 17 mile drive. So be sure to check us out, Twitter, YouTube, uh, or catch the podcast as it's released the next day. Super excited about that. And listen, we're not going to be offended if you can't catch it live. It'll be there for you in the morning. Yeah, it's going to be some late nights. You want to fire it up waiting for the golf to come on TV? Watch the YouTube video. Take a little walk. Walk the dogs. We came out here. We flew out for it just because we couldn't do, we couldn't, our bodies couldn't handle doing live shows (laughs) for a West Coast event again from home. Like, I, oh my God, you want to talk about doghouse? I don't think our spouses (laughs) could handle that. Like, I would rather ask permission to leave than to do that again. Yeah. Uh, Roback is, is going to be our, our proud sponsor for, for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then high noon, uh, as is custom, we'll, we'll also be sponsoring the live show on Sunday. So yeah. And huge, I know we said it again, but huge thank you to Roback. They've been a great partner of ours. They're making this week possible for us and it, you know, it, their support, not only to us, but our coverage of women's golf and their, their support of women's golf and the athletes that they sponsor goes a long, long, long way. So Our huge. Lauren. Yeah, LC, man. It's just it bummer that she's uh she's not here. But man, I, I really am appreciative of them because we started doing all these live shows really full time. You know, we dipped our toe in it last year, but to do it really at the same level that we do the men's majors this week is is absolutely huge. And it's something that that women's golf definitely deserves, and I'm happy to have Roback on board to make it all possible. Amen.
Roback.com. I'll even give them a plug. Roback.com. Check them out. Lots of good stuff. We'll have much more to say about that as the week goes on. And we got we got office hours that went up last Friday. If you haven't watched that yet, it's really there's some awesome historical footage of Marion Hollins playing Pebble Beach uh, way back in the day. She had something to do with this place behind us. She too. did. Uh, Wolfie and Neil uh, really, really chopped it up about the history of the U.S. Women's Open. We've got a KVV. Uh, ben Hotailing, collab, you know, collab coming. We got uh, plenty of written stuff coming from Jordan Perez and KVV, and maybe even Randy and and the crew. Some some co byline stuff maybe coming up too. So lots, lots, lots coming from from Pebble this week. And I think we start there, guys. Uh, Minji Lee is the defending U.S. Open champion. She won last year at Pine Needles. A, a tournament record 13 under par performance. Pebble Beach hosting a U.S. Women's Open for the first time in its history. A big deal to get the women to, you know, one of the most, if not the most iconic course in the States is a big deal. But let's let's start here. You know, when I say Pebble Beach, we'll go around. TC, what, what do you think of when you hear the word Pebble Beach? I think of an under-realized routing. <laughs> I knew he was going to start with, with, with you his know, disdain Jack, for the inward holes. Jack Neville said he wanted to maximize the holes along the ocean, which like he didn't do because he, like, some of them run just parallel to the ocean. That's not the best way to utilize the ocean. Sometimes, uh, no, I mean it's the stretch from six through ten is like top three best stretches of golf in the world. And stuff that you could never even make up. Like, number six, up the, you know, that cliff. And the, I mean, the pictures that you see of that, and then you see it in person for the first time. It's like, whoa, holy shit, this is crazy. And then seven, the pocket size par three. And eight kind of defies belief. Uh, I think nine and ten are both awesome as well. Nine, you know, nine especially. I think nine is like, nine is awesome. Stout holes. Yeah. Uh, especially with that new tee box. I'm, I'm excited to see the ladies uh, yeah, we'll get to what I'm excited about, but yeah, Pebble Beach. And then, yeah. And then conversely, I think about like one, two, five, 15 and 16. Like there's just some mad holes too. Yeah. I think that's fair. Cody, what do, what do you, what, what do you conjure up when you hear Pebble Beach? I think championship golf course. And I know that we harp on courses that we get to see every single year, but the, the, the U S open belongs at pebble beach and it's really yeah. really cool that this is the first playing of you know actually it, it's fucking shocking not cool it's shocking that this is the first playing of the u.s women's open it is kind of crazy like when you think about it but it's cool that we're finally here right they've had know? two women's ams correct prior um i do think too cody to your point it's one thing to see a course i feel like pebble presents completely differently for, for U.S. Open, U.S. Women's Open than it does for the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And that has nothing February. to do with time of year. It 100% is set up and what they're yeah. able to do to the golf course itself. Yeah, and shutting it down to tourist play yep. for a while. Like, 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 that's the other thing. I don't think people realize how much money it costs to have a tournament here <laughs> just because... True. Just because you shut down tourist play. Every, like, every 10 minutes, they're making, like, another... Like six thousand dollars or something. It's yeah, crazy. Between the hotel yeah. and the and the greens fees. 
Jordan, you're you're slightly younger than us. I should say a lot younger than us. You know, <laughs> you're you're in your youth. Uh, curious from your perspective, what comes to mind when you hear Pebble Beach? Oh well, now that the beat of sweat from the back of my head is completely evaporated. Yeah, I mean, maybe in the sense of recency, I think of the Rosang 63, which we can touch on a little more later. Um, that was epic, despite it being totally unseen. I actually watched Tiger at Pebble in 2000, like literally the other day <laughs> in prep. I was, for, for context, I was three years old when that happened. So just not consciously perceiving that, sorry. <laughs> um but no, that was epic. And yeah, I mean, just of like the short span of time that I've like actually consumed golf. I mean, yeah, you think of championship golf, you think of seven. I mean, you just think of like breathtaking sights and yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it, it's, it hypes me up so much that like the U S women's open is finally here. And like, it's going to be able to kind of contextualize women's professional golf on a venue like this. I think that's right. I, 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 I totally agree. Cody, you said that the word I love deserve, right? It's a deserving venue. And yeah, I just, I so look forward to the weekend. I hope we get an iconic moment or two. Jordan, I think context is the perfect, the contextualized perfect word for it. Like we've seen Bill Murray hit these shots. <laughs> Chris like, seemingly hundreds of times. Chris now. Berman, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, like you know Peter Jenny Malnati. G. Like, can we can we not see like Chris Solomon? <laughs> yeah. Chris Solomon, yeah. yeah, exactly. Big Randy, Big Randy, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. The world's seen more of Big Randy playing. Yeah, than they have so I think it's you know it's about damn time that we've seen Jin Young Ko and Nelly Corda and Brooke Henderson hit these same shots. You know, yeah, amen to that. Well, TC, you mentioned they have hosted a couple U.S. Women's AMs. Curious, though, if, the, if, we, if we go around, I think Jordan gave us one of them. The U, Pebble has hosted five U.S. Open, so I'll give you a Tiger in 2000. Can we name the years and the winners of the other four U.S. Opens at Pebble? Tom Watson, 1982. Yes. That's like, I've watched, that's like one of my favorite ones to watch just because it was, it was pretty gnarly. That's the iconic chip in yeah. on 17. Yep, that's, that's one. That was the second one played at, at Pebble. Come on, somebody's got to get the well, most yeah. recent one. Mr. Of course, Gary Woodland. Yeah. Gary Woodland won in 2019. That was 2019? Mm-hmm. Wow. There, uh, I didn't know this. There was a PGA held here as well. Gene <laughs> Littler, like, either. shit down his leg. Shot, like, 76 I'll or 77. I'll give you some extra credit for that one, TC. <laughs> round, yeah. Yeah. Come on, there's an iconic shot also on 17. First U.S. Open Mr. Nicholas. Mr. Nicholas. I don't know what year it was, though. 62. No, 1972. So they were on a... And then I know Kite was in... Uh, was that 92? Oh, yeah. yeah. So they were on an every 10-year yeah. cycle. And then the Cat, obviously, 2000. And then they went turn of the century, 2000. And then there was they, one more. Yeah, they stayed on the 10-year cycle. So we're... I'll give you the year, 2010. 2010. Do you remember who won? Grammy McDowell. Yes, Jordan. I was just <laughs> looking at you because I'm like, you're old enough now. You would have, you would have at least been old enough to G Mac. I can't believe I wearing that pink shirt, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. God, that doesn't even seem with like the, it with happened. the stiffest collar in the world. Without looking, if anybody can 
uh, name me the runner-up from 2010. I'll be so impressed. Nationality. Mm. Probably give it away. Yeah, I think I might give it away. I thought you know this. Why are you typing it out? Well, I want to make sure I'm right. French. Thomas LeVay. No, good guess. French. Oh, Victor Dubuisson. No. Another he didn't make guess. a splash until uh, yeah, match totally. play. Gregory Havre. Oh. No way. <laughs> you, you no way. Yeah, you said French. We still <laughs> weren't going to get it. I think as the the other thing we should mention, of course, it is the first U.S. Women's Open at Pebble, which I think it, it makes it a little tricky to kind of handicap, you know? We, it makes it hard as shit. Yeah, we, we don't have prior knowledge of of at least how they like to set it up for the women. We don't have any of that. We do, Jordan, you mentioned Rose Zhang shot a 63 here in college. I believe you were saying they set up the course, what, a little over 6,100 yards for that event? 6,156. It was playing 353 yards shorter. Than it will this week. Yep. Yeah. In September. I don't know if that matters Probably or drier adds to too it or not, but I, I would assume that, yeah, it would be a little bit drier. Um, and she talked about that a little bit in her press conference today that, that you know, it seemed like everything was so easy that day and she was just seeing it all. Uh, couldn't believe that she ended up firing that number, but also, like, when she came back out here for this week and started playing practice rounds, she's like, oh, this is... The, the length is a lot different here. Mm, hmm I can tell you um, it's going to be a par 72. It's going to be a 36-36. I know you love that, Randy. I do love that. I, <laughs> DC, I absolutely do love that. As Jordan, as she said, it's going to be set up about 6,500 yards, give or take some each day. And I think it's really curious what, you know, what, what we think the winning score is, is going to be. And I think, to speculate on that, we got to talk a little bit about the weather. TC, have you been diving into the to the apps at all? I, I you know what, Greg, I have been on the apps. I think we're gonna get a little change of. We've got kind of the June gloom thing going on here midweek, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, probably through Friday. Uh, it should cl- start clearing up a little bit Thursday into Friday, as far as partly cloudy, but the clouds are just kind of receding down to the coast, and we're on the coast here. And then Saturday, there's kind of a, a reversal. Uh, it gets a little bit warmer and, and a little bit sunnier, I think, and hopefully windier as well, we're told. Like that. We, I did. I, I, I tracked down Beth Major, the head of comms for the USGA, who's just wonderful. I want to give her a shout-out. And I said, Beth, will we have the wind that I had to suffer through at media day? And she said, Randy, it looks like it's going to blow a little bit Friday and Saturday. I feel like the players are getting lulled into a false sense of security here early in the week. and We're hoping it blows a little bit uh, come the weekend. So fingers crossed. I, I think we we need at least a day or two with the wind up to really get the full pebble experience. I think, though, it, it's also it's going to be such an interesting test for the ladies because versus some of the recent major championships, like at Congressional or, you know, KPMG, Women's PGA, Baltus Raw. At Baltus Raw, like there's massive greens, big openings in the front. These are tiny greens. Like these are some of the smallest greens that I've ever played, that they'll have ever played. And they get bumpy. Like yeah. late afternoon, stuff like that. They're so we were talking about it earlier. Like there's there's definitely in like we were talking about it in the context of how it affects Lexi or someone who's not a great lag putter or who's not, you know, and it's like you're gonna have a bunch of th- 
like three or four foot putts that break four cups. Yeah. I and mean, might bobble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which it's like, it's not good for the psyche, right? And then there's there's, there's deep rough right off the greens. There's there's deep rough all around the bunkers. The, there's like 14 we were talking about earlier. There's crazy deep bunker front left there that like it could take you two shots to get out of. You know, there's there's just a lot of different variables that you don't see a whole lot of other places. Like Pebble is almost in certain spots, it almost feels like a muni, and I say that in like kind of an endearing way. Where there's there's bunkers in the middle of the rough, the greens are shrunken. There's yeah, I totally agree. I I think it's I, I feel the exact same way. I again, it's just it's it's a wonderful venue. So yeah. having having said all that, you think that this favor like it's this is clearly going to be a ball striking test. I think you're going to have to hit greens. Yeah. I mean, like like it's not a, it's not a length test. You got to be long enough because I think otherwise, like you know, nine and ten. I think eight, nine, and ten are going to beat the shit out of people if you're not long enough. Fourteen, same thing. Like you're not going to be able to just hit driver wedge. You know, like like you're going to be hitting a lot of mid irons. You're going to be hitting a lot of thoughtful layup shots to get you know on the par par fives um yeah i I, like i think it's going to be iron players paradise and then you can fake it for a round or two but you know i think if you're missing greens you're you're sol around here so if we have to peg a winning score jordan what's your prediction for a winning score we will hold you to this too so no pressure. And some context. Last year, that 13 under by Minji at Pine Needles, like that was obviously high. We could argue again. It was rehash disgrace. It the was setup. a disgrace. But I honestly, that number and playing here as a par 72, if the wind doesn't get up, like I think that you could you could see that number again. All right. So you got four par fives. You've got number five, which is going to play, what, 300 and five yards i'm just curious to see if they bring that up to make it drivable we watched like them we watched Saturday, a, for instance. quite a few groups nobody nobody is even attempting nobody to be was, aggressive no, i know like they would have to bring up the t like a, a, a lot. lot yeah and i don't i don't even know if there is a t to do that with but i don't know i it, it's it's just one of those things too where like i just don't know if you can make it's just really hard to make pots around here right right yeah <laughs> it's hard to get the ball in the hole it's just weird. I know. So here's a stat for you. The 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 US women's opens that have been held in California have had an average winning score of four under four point two five under par. I was gonna say six if the wind doesn't blow, two if the wind blows. So that's why I was gonna throw out a guess of like five under. Yeah. Because I, I think the wind hopefully will blow one day, maybe an after, Friday afternoon into Saturday, but I, I don't think it's going to be like sustained, nasty wind. And I do think like they were overcautious last year at Pine Needles with the greens and the firmness and all that. There's no risk of them losing this golf course. None. It's like the, the highs are in the high 50s and low 60s, and it's cool at night. I like that six number. I, I know that that might seem like maybe it's, it's too low, but like I see people going out and, and getting it. And we've seen this in the women's majors so far this year that we get pretty low numbers on Thursday and Friday. A lot of that has weather to tie into it. But I mean, the distance that we're playing here, the lack of wind really until the weekend, I think, I think we'll, we'll see something right about five or six. What did, what, what did Woodland win at? 
Woodland won at, I want to say, like, eight. He was super low because it was, like, it was... No wind. It was dry. Yeah, it was like short, firm, fast, short. and... Yeah. yeah. I think that was my least favorite of the opens held at Pebble. Woodland won at 13 under. 13 under. And But they were playing it as a par, par 70. 70. Yep. Okay. So... You know, that's for the women, that'd be 21 under. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to, you know, three of the, I guess three of the four par fives will be reachable for the longest hitters. I think they're setting up 14 at like 540, 540 yeah. which I think nobody's going to, it's like, it's gonna, everybody's going to be laying up into shot. the same. Nor it's going to be like, want to. <laughs> no, it's going to be divot central. It's going to be playing. You know, playing the lottery if you land in a divot for your for your third. 18's all dependent upon where the pin is. Yeah, like two you can go get. Six is weird. You can go get it, but the wind the wind's also out of the southwest all week. I think as well. Like what little wind there is, there's still seven, eight, nine miles an hour. Yeah, we we walked the sixth today. Cody and I did with Anna Davis, and she, I mean, she essentially got there in two. Yeah. So I, I think six could probably be a scoring opportunity. What uh, TC you've mentioned a bunch. Anything else that excites you specifically? Holes Hold or shots? You got oh, You laid the girl up. You got to let her finish it. <laughs> Come on. What's what's the winning score going to be? No, Jordan? six was my OG number. Okay. I, I feel because if I mean if the wind's not picking up, I think someone could get pretty explosive and sustain that going into Sunday. So I feel Cody? safe with six. Yeah, I'm I'm still a six. Okay. Nobody's going out on a limb. Everybody's no. just Well, originally I was gonna say nine, but the more I think about it, I, I just I think that's way too much. Um very, very comfy at six. I'm keen to see the ladies play like again, like they don't there's not as much spin on the wedges, right? There's not right. like the, the, the Poana gets bouncy. Like weirdly that first bounce you know, they kind of trampolines almost and knocks some of the spin off. A lot of these greens are elevated. Like, it's going to play different than it does for men out here. I think it's going to be a fascinating case study. I, it's also going to test their little short chip shots. You know, their ability to to kind of open up the wedge yeah. and, and have a lot of touch around the greens, which, uh, yeah, again, I'm not sure they get tested, one, because they're so damn accurate. And, and so if it's not like a course that's really tough for him, I, I just wonder who kind of has that shot consistently in their bag around the greens. Not, not Anna. Now you're kind of, you're kind of bringing me back to like, all right, they're not going to miss that many fairways. You're right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I tell you who like weirdly, I think has a lot of that creativity in their shots. Brooke Henderson. Hmm? Just kind of, you know, like doesn't yeah. play golf swing, plays golf and, yeah. I don't know. There's just... I think Danielle Kang's got some of that, too. People, I think, like, that's a big indicator for me of, like, people who have played well in California mm-hmm. before. On weird grass, sticky grass. Karen you know, Stupples, I was greens. texting with her. Karen was saying that her theory is to people that have been successful on USGA setups tend to see, play better see, at the Open. this one's opens. so different than last year. Like, these are two... Completely opposite. But I mean, right? even going back to like amateur days. Yeah. Just because the way they set it up is somewhat different than what a ton of them see week to week. But I was thinking about that earlier. Tour. Like, 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 like Jordan, we were talking about Saki Baba. And I'm like, 
can I glean that much from Saki Baba playing well at Chambers Bay on what's really the complete opposite golf course? True. You know, and so I think there's there's there are some total outliers there that you know, but that's why I look at like I look at like Olympic Club. I, that's what that's the one I. That's come the back one to. I'm like, all right, yeah. whoever played well at Olympic Club has a leg up here. That's why I'm like Megan Kang, Megan Kang, Megan Kang. And I like Yuka. Yuka's we'll playing there. well now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Um, I before I Jordan, sorry, before I forgot to come back to you, TC, I'd asked you any other favorite shots or things that you're super excited for in terms of the course. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about that, that stretch from, you know, six to nine, six to 10. I think that's awesome. Loki, I think the, the, the shot up the hill on 11 is cool too. Like you want to talk about kind of one of those weird wedges or short irons up there. I think, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like the second shot into eight and the second shot over the cliff into six. Like those are two of the coolest shots in golf and to see how players manage those. And then, you know, seven, I, I love a sh- good short par three. And this is probably, you know, one of the best one or two short par threes in the world. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just seeing, seeing too, like is distance really an advantage, you know, is, is the high, like high, uh, fairway woods, like a Nelly three wood. Those, that's a massive advantage out there on, on a hole like 18 or a hole like two. So, yeah, that that's kind of what I'm looking for. But, um, you know, like, I think the the most underrated holes out here are three and four. I think those are fascinating holes. Like Three's the, a great one. The, the do, severe dog leg left off yeah. the tee. And then four is totally dependent upon where the pin is and everything. And then but, four the short. The but, short like, three, four. yeah, three is just so fun. And, like, you can rip a, like, that, that green slopes so so much back to front you can rip a uh, a wedge off that off that green uh and that's like kind of you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar a little bit isn't four the smallest green four is yeah, yeah. i mean it's up there it's it's tiny and it, and it, and it looks tinier from the fairway than it really is too as randy can attest to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was on the struggle bus on four unsurprisingly <laughs> Uh, I found that like front bunker. I don't think many. I don't think many women are going to be in that bunker this week. But uh, God help them if they are. I guess. Cody, let's. Uh, I, I kind of touched on. I mean, we we talked about the the expanded coverage. Uh, we got some streaming options this week. I did want to just take a little bit of time to talk about what I think is a very real and very. Um, worthwhile effort from the USGA to continue to elevate this tournament. Can you kind of talk about why it's important and some of the other things that we're going to see this week along those lines? Yeah, I I think that their efforts to not only elevate the women's game at the professional level, but overall at every single level, like they're clearly just leading the charge on that from purse sizes to television coverage to access to golf and everything else that goes into it and what the USGA does, which is a great thing. I think the one thing that sticks out to me big time this week is access to ShotLink and having ShotLink data enabled to... Context. Yes. It's a big week for context. context. Add context to what we're actually saying and knowing that like, wow, like look at these numbers and this person's, you know, strokes gain data actually matches up with what we believe we're seeing from the eye test. Or she's really good from 
75 yards. She's dog shit from 95 yards. And like, that's a huge, yeah. huge investment. And the, I think that should not, like, that needs to be praised and, and shot it out as, as much as we possibly can uh, because they could have easily continued and, and not had that available. And the tournament would have went on, and it would have been great. But, man, it's going to add so much more to this championship. And for the women to look back on and be like, oh, shit, like, there's things that I clearly am very successful at, things that I need to improve on, um, and, and just makes our lives a hell of a lot easier and hopefully gives the viewers way better insight into what they're actually seeing. For instance, just to drive the point home, uh, Nellie Corda missed the cut at Baltus Raw. We're all golf fans. We all watched and followed that tournament. Can can anybody tell me like what part of her game specifically caused her to miss the cut? It's like everything gets washed out, and you <laughs> yeah. just look at it like, all right, cool, miss cut. Because you can't. You, yeah. There's no ability to watch her full round, and the, the stats that are provided don't give you the context of like, oh, well, she was like driving the ball well, stats. but her approach play was dog shit, yeah. or you know, her putting was awful. We're going to get that this week. And that's and you know what, Randy? Thanks to a large army of volunteers. <laughs> we were monitoring the volunteers today. We, we checked in. The, the leader over here made sure that Taking they were... Taking a pep talk? That they were taken care of. I want to unionize them. <laughs> he, he started... It uh, wouldn't be volunteers then. I know. But he had to... He was, like you people don't realize the power you have in this room. This this tournament will not get underway without, trying to without get you guys. Up. I was like, easy, man. They're out there doing doing God's work. They'll be fine. They're getting and we appreciate stats. it. Don't don't. I know. I do want to shout out. It's uh, it is the shot link. It, it it is shot link. We saw the PGA shot link truck in the uh, in the compound, but they're calling it the USGA shot cast, and it's powered by Cisco this week. So I I, yeah. I did want to shout out Cisco for for helping make that investment. Absolutely, Cisco's great. They invest in in the shot cast. They also invest in occasional down the leaderboard segments presented by TC. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, they invested partners. in. Some faster Wi-Fi speeds at the, yeah, at the media center because that was tough at LACC. So that shot link or the shot cast stuff will be available online and also through the aforementioned uh, the, the USGA app. And and I do want to plug it. I know it's going to sound like we're carrying water for the USGA. I, I promise they have nothing to do with us being here. They didn't pay you? No, they didn't pay me. I don't know if they paid any of you guys. I I don't know. But I thought you were keeping all the money. For their yourself. new championships app is cool because it houses every single Hoggle. USGA championship yeah. within the same app. So this week isn't the only week that it's useful. You can monitor all their championships. I'd like to see improvement. I think they're working on this, but for next year, of like, it's tough to get the hole by hole stuff, and it doesn't. You got to click through multiple times. It's better on the app than it is on the website but usga is like doing a very good job i'm very pleased with what i've seen from them the private event at lacc notwithstanding <laughs> the fact that we finally have like streaming options to watch feature group is so fucking cool yeah so it's like hey rose zhang I've, I've heard a lot about her i'm very curious like you can watch all of rose zhang's round which we take for granted on the men's side, but it's it's vitally important. I, I think it's wonderful. So, yeah. The cord cutting kids can now watch Rosang. There you go. The younger generation. 
Speaking of cord cutting, we, we did a walk and talk with Anna Davis today and we're, you know, yucking it up about everything, mostly her golf game. Uh, and Randy asked like a, a question about like, oh, have you ever like, do you watch any of the other majors or do you watch, you know, any of the, the Pebble Beach events, the Pro-Am or anything else like that? She's like, no, I've never seen this course on TV before. Ever. I've never seen it. TC, she didn't know like, she didn't know 18 was 18. She, no, she didn't know seven was like, like, oh, well, this is like a really cool like hole, like really, really famous hole. She's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, but it's like only like 100 yards. Like, what's the big deal? Kind of sick. I was like, wow. So we started asking her, like, well, what was, do you... Was it the same thing in Augusta? Yeah. <laughs> she never watched a Masters yeah. before she played really? Anwa. She's yeah. like, it's just not my, like, that's just not my thing. I'm like, well, what do you watch? Like, what do you, what do, you do? Like... I was like, do you watch time? Bravo? Yeah, she's like, like Bravo, you, and it went completely over her head. She had, like, no clue what it is. She's like, like, are you into Scandal? She's like, I don't know, man. Like, I watch Netflix. <laughs> and was just like, how old is moving. she? She's like seven, 17? Yeah, 17. She's going to Clemson next no, year? No, Auburn. Auburn. Oh, sorry. That's not good. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> I'm not sure Clemson would have been good either, though, TC. Clemson's a lot better than Auburn. We won't get into that, though. <laughs> I know you feel me, Jordan. You're you're, you're a Florida Gator. There's some hate. There's yeah. some hate. Next topic, I want to talk about the American women. Oh. And I want to frame the discussion. Rose Zhang is your betting favorite this week. Which is so damning. That's that's my whole thing. Right? Is should she be? You know, it's her second major as a professional, her third event as a professional. She holds the course record. She's really freaking good. But like, ne- like that should piss Nellie Corda off, right? It should piss her off. But it's Rosang's fifth U.S. Women's Open. That so that's that's the craziest part. I was looking through some stats earlier. Like Michelle Wee West, this is her. What? She's thirty three years old. She's played in eighteen U.S. Opens. Oh, that she started early. Nuts. Yeah, Lexi's twenty eight. Guess how many U.S. women's Open Like, you could in. tell me Lexi's played in 23 U.S. Open, <laughs> and I would believe it. Are we sure Lexi Thompson's 28? <laughs> She's 28. I mean, this how many? Will be how many? 14? 17 in a row. What? That's, 17? She's 28 years old. She's played in 17 U.S. Women's Opens. Not only that, guess how many Annika's played in? Oh. Annika, probably 30, I'll say 32. 17. Same as Lexi. Oh my God. Annika's the oldest player in the field. Oh, I guess she retired. Yeah, there a long and, time where oh she yeah, was true. retired. So yeah. Michelle Wee West, 33 years old. This is her 18th U.S. Open. That's the most of anybody in the field this week. That's incredible. There's huh. there's only three players in the field older than 39. That's an unbelievable stat. That's crazy. That's an unbelievable stat. And so, and like one of those is what the U.S. Senior Women's Open champ who probably yeah. gets in right, and then one of them's Annika. And I'm yeah. not sure who the like that like, I mean, forty year old, forty one year old, forty two year old, like nobody. There's not any. It's crazy. That's yeah. That that really drove home to me. Just the the, so. the difference in when we talk about like a a women's golf career, a woman's golf career, and a man's so golf condensed. career. Yeah, they're they're so different. So anyway, you're right about uh, Rose yeah. though. It might be her fifth U.S. Open, but I don't. I don't know if the betting favorite lines up there. Um, you're right. Should that light a fire under the others? You would think it would, but like, I don't think. Do you think like Nelly's not in the best form? 
Lexi's not in the best form. Cup show. Shit, Lily is not in the best form since well, winning I, Chevron. Yeah, I, I, she's like has some injury stuff going on, which I, I get. Um, who would you bet on if outside of Rose? Who's like who in your mind should be the second American favorite? Like with form coming in, or like overall, just overall. I mean, like I mean, it's like so hard. If you're putting your money down on yeah. on on it this week, I don't. I don't know if I can trust Nelly. It's Megan Kang for me. Yeah, or it's I would, tough to argue that. I honestly would would probably say Jennifer Cupshow. But Cupshow like plays super well on. I, I like I know she's got the Augusta. Like she played well at Augusta, but otherwise it's like Chevron and. Shop right, like flat golf courses, and she won the Mission Hill. Shop. Much going she won on, the Mission yeah. Hill like it's run. not it's like it, it, there's not any like like other than Aronimink. I think she had a top ten in Aronimink in 2020. There's not anything impressive on that resume as far as as far as interesting, thoughtful golf courses. I do think this should be a tournament in a course that Danielle Kang should play really well yeah. at, but I I don't. She's got. You want, a lot. You want to talk she's, about USGA like bona fides? Yeah, yeah right? for sure. But she's always got so much going on. You never know. I I, I would love to know if Nelly feels any pride or just like any like like are you a killer? Yes. Like fuck you attitude towards Rose. I would love to know that. We'll never get it out of her, but I would love to know. And that having that attitude means like nothing personally. It truly is like this no, is a competition. A yeah, you know, and you want to be like, what the fuck, man? It's like a this, compliment almost. This girl is. It, this is her third event as a professional. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I'm Nelly fucking Corda here, and I don't think that like at least I haven't seen that. I just think I like, haven't either. At large, and that's what concerns me. At large, the the U.S. women need to like have a little bit more pride, too. Like you, you like run down the odds sheet, and it's there's like three or four of them in the top twenty on the odds I sheet. I mean, like like who who would you say is other than than Rose? Who would you put your money on this week? That's an American. Yeah. Yes. To win. God, you know what? Just really, and that's, that's the distinction yeah. that gets me a that's, little bit away from Megan. I know. It's <laughs> like, don't think if I could make a it. top 10 bet on Megan, love that bet. I just, it's going to happen at some point, though. Let I me, know. Let me delight TC for a moment. Megan Kang is leading in most strokes gained total per round in majors in 2023 at 3.06. And that's no different from 2022. She, like, she's been, she shows up. She's got a lot of yellow on that. On that yeah. Wikipedia page, and they're in like the real majors, not the fake majors. She shows up. God, I, I wish it was Angel Ian. And there's something to be said too. I, yeah, God, I think I Angel's like, Angel's one to look yeah. out for too. I think, but I think there's something to be said for Megan as well. Like Megan's played a lot in New England. Yeah, Pebble is almost like a New England style golf course. It's true. Small greens, Donald Rossi style stuff, like old, yeah, that you know, thick rough. Yeah, some some weird, some weird undulations and some weird elevation changes and everything. I was thinking about this the whole flight out. Megan Kang's last three U.S. Women's Opens, she finished fifth in 2020. She finished tied for fourth in 2021, tied for eighth in 2022. Yeah, she shows up at, at the U.S. Women's courses. Opens for sure. I just don't think that like 
I don't know if, if Megan Kang in the year 2023 as we sit here is like capable of closing out the U.S. women's. But Open. that's the craziest part is we're sitting here talking about who the best American golfer is and we're talking about Megan Kang over and over and over again or like who the best American golfer is for this week. And it's it's kind of depressing, right? Yes, it is. It, like, we removed Rose yeah. because I do think Rose is it, yeah the current, whether she should be the holder. favorite or not, but Rose absolutely deserves to be in the conversation. But yeah, it's I think Lilia Vu, Cody, you mentioned there is some injury stuff there. I'm I'm not willing to discard yeah, we'll, her we'll, yet. We'll set her aside for now because I think she's got killer tendencies. Yeah. like you're not guilty of not having pride. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. thank yeah. you. But the others, yeah, you got to start to wonder. Yeah. I do like Angel. You said Angel Yin. Angel is somebody that she's been in good form. But also, Who like, this place worries me with an Angel. Like, <laughs> I know. Are you going to make a catastrophic? I know. Way too volatile, <laughs> man. Like, you could so shoot the, 82. <laughs> the only people that we're missing that are currently in top 50, uh, Allison Corpus, I just don't see it there. Cheyenne Knight, so consistent, but... Again, I don't... Cannot close. No, I don't see More it. More Bermuda player than um, Mina. Allie Ewing. Don't. Mina's from Monterey. I imagine she's played here a lot. Yeah. Jess Court is on the shelf. Andrea, or Andrea Lee, but she just doesn't have it this year. Yeah, that's which is weird. I mean, you're right. It's it's Megan like King. Gina Kim. Yeah, if you don't like Nelly, it's, it's got to be Megan. Yeah. Huh. That's the other thing. Like, I almost feel like the Aussies are, like, the next closest to the Americans of, like, all right, you got Minji, you got Gina Kim, you got, you know, and, like, like you know, Lydia's a Kiwi, right? Like, those are, like, I think of them as, like, all right, they're, you know, they're, they're very much um, thought of as, you know, kind of, all right, they're, they're wet, you know, they're, western culture like all that and it's like you know even like bringing the the um the brits in right like charlie hole that cliff comes way too quick for the brits georgia's georgia's not playing well yeah we saw that at the international crowd like it's it's you know they have zero bottom end and let's not let the canadians skate they have literally i mean brooke and then who yeah no disrespect to, you know, Elizabeth Sokol or whatever, but not but doing all it the disrespect me. from Randy to Brooke. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten this totally off track. You very much <laughs> did. But it's a gr- it's a great like thought exercise of like, wow, like what where the hell are we at with American golf right now? And it just goes back to like what I I think we started hitting at at Chevron was like, I wanna see some compete from Nelly. I, I wanna yeah. see I want to see a little red ass from her so every now and again. You know, I want to feel know this like means something. Fucking Xander Shoffley. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'll win three or four LPGA events a year, but you know what? Like, when the chips are down, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a 12 or 16 to one. I'm not, I'm not a favorite. Yeah. I'm not a front runner. I think that's fair. The one American woman who I think comfortably we can say will not win, but, uh, is still worthy of discussion is Michelle Wee West. This is going to be her last event. I thought you were going to say Lexi. <laughs> oh, well, which one of you guys rode hard for Lexi at Bar- or at, uh, at for KPMG? <laughs> you know, it wasn't me. I don't think it was me. No, I buried her, and then she came back and shoved it in my face. Remember, I was tweeting about her, and then she came back and made the cut. But that almost like actually, actually, that was 
impressive from Lexi. I will that. say she grew But also 10 times more frustrating. Like, it makes her so frustrating where it's like, just just get out of your own way. It's exactly. like a little bit. Exactly. Know? I don't want to, like, completely derail this topic again. <laughs> but the fact that it's, like, such random luck with those five, seven-footers here, I think that honestly plays into Lexi's hand. If everybody's missing him? Yeah, it's not going to fuck with her as much. Like... It's such a, a head. Like she's also like not a good chipper. Like, true. Christmas and creams. She's a ball. She's a supreme ball striker when she's on, though. But I'm gonna have to do some. She's some gonna scouting take the biggest morning. divots this week. Oh, <laughs> just pelts everywhere. Yeah. You could convince me either way, there, Cody. Where if if nobody's a good putter, then <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be totally average, and it's not gonna cost her. But TC, but, we were talking. She's going to have a ton of those three, four, five footers coming back. And you have to, you got to put those in the back of the hole. Yeah, you can't, you can't baby a man on the poa. Like, and that's not like a bad putter is going to baby him in. Yeah, I, I. It would not surprise me if Lexi's top ten front of the leaderboard, but for I, sure, I think that's I like can't see it. That's like an easy pick to make, though. It's like, oh, Lexi's going to like ho hum her way around like the first two days. Have a good third round, like all of a sudden be like, oh, look, another top 10. Yeah. Well, Michelle Wee, Michelle Wee West, uh, her career is coming to a close this week. I suspect it will come Friday afternoon. Hopefully it will come Sunday afternoon. I, I think it's a worthy discussion. I Not to you know, write checks that he maybe can't cash. I think KVV's planning to write something on Michelle at some point this week too. But I, I, I want to walk you guys, if you'll allow me, I want to walk you through some of Michelle's career just to put into perspective. I, I It certainly was lost on me, and I think it's lost on a lot of people, how big of a deal she was as an amateur and the way she broke onto the scene. So... She used to make really cool Kia car commercials. Really? No, they were horrible. But no. That's what I remember. <laughs> so at age 12, at age 12, she wins the Hawaiian State Open, Women's Open, at age 12. Okay, we, we know people have won State Opens before. She won by 13 shots as a 12-year-old. Imagine being, you know, some Hawaiian lady in her 20s or 30s getting boat raced by a 12-year-old. She then goes on again at age 12, the youngest to ever qualify at that time, the youngest to ever qualify for an LPGA event, 12 years old. At 13, at 13 years old, she not only made the cut at the Kraft Nabisco, which was a major at that time, she played in the final group on Sunday at 13. She won the USGA, amateur, the Women's Amateur Publinks at age 13 later that year. Made the cut at the U.S. Women's Open at 13. At 14 years old, she played in the Sony Open on the PGA Tour. Almost made the cut. Shot a 68 <laughs> in round two. She missed the cut by one stroke as a 14-year-old girl on the PGA Tour. She bettered the 36-hole score of 47 men, including four major winners. At 15, she entered the U.S. Amateur Pub Links, the men, and became the first female to qualify for a USGA National Men's Tournament. Tying for first place in a 36-hole qualifier, she then made the top 64 in stroke play at the U.S. AM Pub Links, 
and she lost in the quarterfinals to eventual champion Clay Ogden. Again, that's as a 15-year-old girl. So it's like not only is she the first woman, she's also 15. <laughs> yeah. At 16, so in 2006, at the age of 16, she was medalist in U.S. Open, men's U.S. Open local qualifying, though she didn't get out of sectionals. She finally gets to the LPGA, and it's like she's had this incredible career before she was an LPGA member, which didn't come until 2019. She did win in her, in her rookie year. She went 3-0-1 in the Solheim Cup in 2009. She goes on, we know, to win the U.S. Open at Pinehurst in 2014, but she ends her LPGA career with just five titles, including the one major. So I think it's a really interesting discussion, and I think it's fair. Like, when we consider her career, is it fair to, like, is it a disappointment? How many years were awash due to injury? The wrist injury came... Um, let me check because there were injuries. I, I I think when you look at the totality of her career, yes, it's a disappointment. But I think there's two there's different types of disappointment. There's disappointment of like, were you a flop or or were you just like hurt and things just didn't break your way? And and in her case, I think like she made a massive impact, like outsized versus her, you know, achievements on paper. But also, so many of her achievements aren't stuff that you can really quantify. Exactly. Like said. The wrist injuries really started in, in 2007, so when she was like eight, 18 still, 17, 18. So that, that basically casts a shadow over her entire professional career, right? And that's always in the background that affects how much you can practice, that affects you know, how many tournaments you can tee it up in, that affects what type of grass you're playing on, all that stuff. Jordan, as somebody who... We've established you were three years old in 2000, so you kind of missed Michelle Mania. I'm really curious what your perception of Michelle is. Should probably establish this again. I didn't grow up watching golf, so I kind of knew who Michelle was on the periphery, but just never really engaged or understood what Michelle Mania was. But actually, one of my college professors wrote a book about Michelle Wee. Uh, shout out to Eric Adelson. He wrote The Making and Unmaking of a golf phenom, Michelle Wee. Um, and it basically covered Michelle's career. I think this was before she won the U.S. Women's Open. Um, and I read that book and I was like, it, it was like reading about like a mythical figure in a lot of senses. And so like when I read like about the Kraft Nabisco and her almost making cut at the Sony Open, I was like, this actually happened? That is just crazy. And like, yeah, like I, I, you know, when I think of her, I'm like, wow, like it, she just, you know, burned out too soon. And it's kind of a shame to like look back and see that that's what happened to somebody, especially someone who was breaking so many barriers. Um, but I also think it's kind of an interesting case study, right? Because Michelle, and I think she brought this up in her presser today, uh, she didn't grow up in the age of like social media, um, NIL, like all of these asks of up and coming players, players, especially like Rosang and all these demands they have to meet. So I wonder like just how much the Michelle mania would have been if these types of things were around then. And to some extent, I also feel like we haven't really learned from the way we uh, treated Michelle mania in some senses, but uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go off on a tangent about that. Yeah, it goes, I, I can see that perspective of it, but I also, 
you know, her, her parents have been a very driving force in her life. And, and I think it's one of those things where, you know, her, her dad put her in a lot of situations that I don't think I would be comfortable putting like my girl, little girls in. So I, I understand that the media was overly harsh on her at times, but at the same time, I think it goes like kind of both ways. Right. There's totally an equal responsibility. Do, do you think there was a, like looking back at everything, I guess two part question. Do you think, the focus was too much on breaking barriers, both age and gender, and and not enough on just hey, just be be as successful as you possibly can, dominate women's golf first, and then go towards that. I would I would argue that she would have had much less of an impact and and be just another like probably be viewed more as a washout or a flop a little bit if she hadn't have done that stuff you know, early on, um, you know, like almost make the cut at the Sony open yeah. and that sort of thing. And then B like, is there something weird going on to where she's, she was so long off the tee. She was so dominant in that area of the game. So straight, uh, you know, as far as long irons and, and driver and all that, where the PGA, like these shorter PGA tour courses actually set up better for her as well yeah you could sign me up for that like all day long and i think like not just you know almost made the kind of pga tour event but she played in like multiple asian tour events yeah and and dp world or like high level yeah you know men's amateur yeah, tournaments for too. sure like yeah. she she played and made cuts and like everything uh and and tours all over the world outside of the pga tour but you're right i think her impact would would not be as great without pushing those boundaries and, and trying to tear down those barriers to play in men's events. Specifically, like I look back and I, I distinctly remember her runs during us open qualifying. I distinctly like remember watching late night golf channel and watching the Sony open and like that mania that it was. And I think that's like, I, I, I think that was like just a sign of like the 2000s where it was like everybody's push to try to break down a lot of these barriers and say like, hey, we're just golfers here, man. And, and I think the other thing is we were in the height of Tiger mania. Yeah. And so I think the thinking was we've just seen this young phenom burst onto the You're scene on the men's the side. Thing. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, well, here we have it on the women's side. And like not on like the social media side, but like Sports Center was fucking huge, right? Mm -hmm. So like Michelle Wee's crossing over; she's on Sports Center, right? Like I can still think back to. I mean, know, she's one of the first Overman or or Neil Everett or whomever it was. Like you know, just just that that sort of thing. But like going back to context as well of like, all right, you want people to respect how good women's golfers are? Cool. Here's a here's a 15 year old women's golfer teeing it up in a PGA Tour event and almost making the cut. Like that's like that's more powerful than going out and win two majors as a woman, like for, for better or worse, right? Like in the general for the average person. Yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly right. But on the flip side, like not going through the those those reps and getting fine tuning the elements of your game week in, week out on the on the LPGA or or, you know, like I know a lot of this was before she could like policy wise play week in week out on the LPGA tour, but yeah, all the special exemption stuff yeah, that she had to get because like, of the age. But, but you know, basically that stuff takes a lot out of the tank. Yeah. 
right? And that's a lot less time that you can spend on working on your wedges, on working on your putting, all that. Like, I think that's the other thing. Like, not only was it injuries, she's a bad putter. Well, not like, just that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that a step back and like. This is not, this is no offense at all to anybody within the Ledbetter family, but like, what a horrible, horrible matchup. Like, she should have bailed on Ledbetter 10 years prior than she actually did. And like, I think they kept trying to go back to those, you know, super early teenage Michelle swing feels and like, just trying to to bomb things. And that's not the game that you needed to play on the LPGA Tour. I distinctly like remember like dial her back. Yeah, I mean, I for sure. Yeah. And like you, you see her, her body just starting to wear down from there. And if, if you look at like comparing one, you know, female phenomenon to like another, like there's a reason why Lydia didn't go out and try to play in like all these men's events. She's like, no, like I'm going to go compete against the best players that I am. And she, she crushed it as a teenager. Like, Oh my goodness. How good was Lydia co like, but Compare and contrast, like how much more transcendent is Well, that's where I was going. Michelle, right? Like I think at you the know? end of the day, if you look at like those, even up to like till now, like Michelle Wee, and maybe it's because she's American and maybe because she's a Nike athlete and maybe because of everything else that comes with it, like it's Michelle Wee, you know? But I, I think she is a Nike athlete because she was pushing those. Yeah. You know, it's like everything goes hand in hand there. And just to underscore like how times have changed, you know, Michelle signed with Nike, two two big deals with Nike and with Sony when when she was 15 years old that were, you know, reportedly paying her more than $10 million a year. So when we talk about... That's like the original NIL. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, when, when we talk about Rose Zhang and, and Rose having one of the most decorated amateur careers, like Michelle didn't get that because she chose to take the money and she just started competing in men's events. She started taking a bunch of, you know, as many sponsors exemptions as she could to play on the LPGA tour. It just, you know, it's a bit unfortunate because had she come along now with NIL in place, There's like a framework there. Yes. Yeah, I mean, but also like on the flip side, Michelle then like chose to go back and go to Stanford. She enrolled at Stanford like, as an 18 year old. Like Michelle's fucking cool. Like, yeah. I, like I, like I've spent time with her, probably a handful of times i know you guys have as well and it's like she's just fun to be around she's like i i think a lot of people don't really get that because sometimes like she gets a little clammed up on camera and like she's very good at giving like the traditional media like jargon answers and stuff but like she's fucking hilarious and when i look at all of this and we're talking about like oh my goodness 12 year old michelle we qualifying for this and and like all all of that stuff leading up to now like we're really lucky like Michelle Wee is normal as fuck. It's such a credit and to like, her. She, yeah. Like, she would not be as normal as she was, like, compared to other people who are thrown in that spotlight who have stunted growth because of it, stunted maturity because of it, and she's, like, as normal as can be, living her best life in a happy marriage with a great little kid and, like, is moving on to the, the next stage in her career with all of this framework of, like, years and years and years of hard work. I just and I think she's that's only a, 33. And that's she's a fucking cool 33. <laughs> you know? Like, so can, like, can, like your answer, is it a disappointment like competitively wise? Like probably did we expect her to win more like big events? 
Like, yeah, yeah, everybody expected her to be the best the player of, day, of all time. End of day. <laughs> How crazy is yeah, that? Yeah, one major five LPJ events. Like, that's probably but, a disappointment. But also, like, all right, let's say she wins 12 LPGA Tour events and three majors. It probably still feels like a disappointment because yeah. the expectations were so big. I think that's right. Versus, like, I, I think when you look at the totality of everything and how, how, how much of an impact that she's had and how, you know, how bright her future is and whatever she chooses to do moving forward, it feels like a massive success because it could have turned out so, so, so poorly. We haven't had a, I don't think, I mean, we haven't had a, a, a female golfer come close to the crossover mainstream appeal of Michelle Wee. Have we since then? I mean, I, I think that's kind of what we're all in a weird way, like searching for, hoping for. I think as much as we all love Rose, like Rose isn't there yet. Like it would take something extraordinary from Rose. Think about how weird it would be. And like, granted, we wouldn't be having this conversation if she didn't win a USGA event. We wouldn't be sitting here at the US Open and like this. This wouldn't be her farewell or whatever. But like, think about it. If if Michelle hadn't won in North Carolina, in was that twenty fourteen? Like like. Think about how much more hollow, like that's how much majors right. mean. Yeah. Right? I know. They totally define a career. Whereas like, it feels like, you know what? She, she got her major. She got a U.S. Open. Like that feels, that feels right. Whereas if she hadn't, you'd, you'd be feeling, you'd be wanting a lot more. And even if she had like an Evian or <laughs> a, a craft, you know, back in the day, a craft yeah. Nabisco or a DeMaurier or whatever, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I'm glad it's a U.S. The Open. was sick. <laughs> no offense to Canada again. Very quickly, I yeah, want to pose, I want to pose this question. What numbers wouldn't have been a disappointment? Well, I think that's, that's the, the point. crazy thing, right? Like she could, like, there's no context. There's like no context for like, like Tiger won 82 times, right? It's like, you know, 14 majors or what, 15 majors now, right? It's like, what, like, I think, I think there's like, no, there's no relativity here. Unless she hit like double digit majors, I think we will always were going to be disappointed in the results. God, those wrist injuries, just looking at Wikipedia, the wrist injuries just completely derailed everything that she had going on. 2006, T3 at Chevron, T3 at US Open, T5 at Women's PGA. T26 at the British, 2007, doesn't play in, in Chevron, Dinosaur, withdraws from the U.S. Open, 84th at the PGA Championship and missed the cut at the British. 2008, the only major that she played in was the U.S. Open. She missed the cut there. 2009, Chevron, T67, doesn't play in U.S. Open, T23 at PGA Championship, T11 at the British, and like really just never got it back all the way leading up and even form in 2012, 2013, and then 2014 comes out second at uh, Chevron, A&A, Dinosaur, whatever we want to call it now, wins the U.S. Open, misses PGA Championship, withdraws from the Evian, and then misses the cut at the British. I mean, that's six, seven, eight years of, and she's like, she's doing school at that time and she's got all this other stuff going on. Like her career arc to me looks more like I, like on the men's side, more like a Steve Stricker or a Matt Kuchar, somebody that like had some early success was really, really highly touted player coming up through, you know, whether it's the college ranks or the amateur ranks 
gets hurt, you know, pretty early on in their pro career, goes through the freaking wilderness, and then comes back through it and has some success. Like, that's the context for it, you know? It sucks but, looking But then at you this. think about all the shit that she did yeah. before she turned 15. Yeah. She, you know? she packed that whole arc in, like, 24 years. Yeah, while playing, like, three years of professional golf healthy. Her, her world ranking at the end of 2008 was 238th in the world. Wow. So for her not to just walk away right then and say, fuck this, like, this, like why would I keep doing this to myself? I she had a lot of money. More money than I know what to do yeah. with. I want to have a normal life and all that. And she How kept, old would she, she have been in 2008? Playing. We're talking about, hey, why didn't she just walk away? How old would she have been then? She was born in 89, so she would have been 19. <laughs> It's it's stupid. why didn't you just walk away at 19 years old? No, it's stupid. You've accomplished everything. It's, God, that's crazy. It's crazy. And then she has like a resurgence and almost this like comeback. And by 2014, Windsor Major. God, the tabletop so bad. You know what? In like <laughs> 17 years, she should just come back out and start cleaning up the Do it. Doing. <laughs> yeah. Just crush them. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I I mean you you'll you'll hear a lot about Michelle Wee West on the on the broadcast, I think certainly Friday. Uh and I hope people realize I I don't know, looking into her career and just refreshing myself on everything she did and accomplished and didn't accomplish, it, it just makes it like, yeah, we should be Fucking talking about her yeah. Friday. Like, Hell it yeah. should be the lead story. She's got a lot more grace than I think people give her credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think we get into some picks. Hell yeah. Uh, I found some good, just to set up, I found some good statistical nuggies <laughs> around uh, U.S. Open winners. So if you'll allow me. In no particular order, all right, since 1991... So we're talking, what is that, 30-some years? Only two women have successfully defended their U.S. Open title. That was Annika in 96. She won 95-96. I would be very curious to know what the venues were. I don't have that available. But then Kari Webb did it in 2001, defending her 2000 title. Okay. So chances, you know, it's it's going to be if Minji's to to repeat, she's going to be entering some rare air. And to do it on two radically different golf courses. Correct. The average Rolex ranking since the Rolex rankings debuted in 2006, the average Rolex ranking of the US Open winner is 22. 16 of the last 17 winners have ranked 42nd or better. What? Elim Kim is probably the, the outlier Elim Kim there. is the outlier. She was ranked 94th when she won in 2020. I, I feel like 2020 is an outlier as well because it was, you know, kind of a damp. It was COVID. It, they played yeah. it in, like, what, December? December, early December yeah. in Houston. So the average winner is ranked 22. Do you guys want to guess who, Cody, don't look it up, who is ranked currently 22nd in the world. TC, you're going to hate it. <laughs> you're going to hate Jennifer it. Jennifer Cupcho. That's exactly right. <laughs> Jennifer Cupcho. How, how cool would that be for her to win for Jay Monahan? Exactly. <laughs> be incredible with everything he's going through right now. That's exactly right. 
the distribution of winners by world rank again since 2006. We we mentioned Alim Kim's the only winner ranked above 50th in the world. She was ranked 94th. Rankings one through ten, there have been six winners. Rankings eleven through twenty, there have been six winners. Rankings twenty one through thirty, there have been zero winners. Which is weird because I just told you the average yeah. Rolex ranking is twenty two. Obviously, that's an average. Rankings 31 through 40 have produced three winners, and then rankings 41 through 50 has produced one winner. So chances are we're looking at somebody in the top 20. But not necessarily top five. But not necessarily top five. Feels like a Megan Kang special, am I right? Because only two women have won the U.S. Open ranked number one in the Rolex rankings. That's Annika and Imbi Park. Okay. Now, this is where we, we would need Sally to jump in and tell us why the the, the Rolex rankings are bullshit and he's manipulating and all that stuff. Of course. My last fun stat for you, and a lot of these I want to shout out, Amy Mills had a piece up on LPGA.com with a lot of these stats. The last two U.S. women opens in California, which was Cardaval in 2016, Cordoval. Cordoval in 2016. Shout out to Fry's Electronics, big. In the Olympic Club. In 2021, they were both won by the 40th ranked player in the world, Brittany Lang in 2016 and Yuka Sasso in 2021. Cody's going to look it up, but this is a tough guess. Off the top of your head, you know who's ranked number 40th in the world right now. She is a major winner. Korean? Yes. Seyoung Kim? That's exactly right. Damn. I'm impressed. She's just kind of lurking there yeah. she's like treading water kind of so we got a lot of little statistical nuggies there we'll see which one if any uh bear bear fruit this weekend i asked everybody to prepare a top 10 i'm, I'm looking for kind of an outside you know it, actually it doesn't have to be a long shot just somebody who you feel is like this is a lock for a top 10 I want to talk about low am. I want to talk about who won't win, and then I want to go around with our winners. So let's start with the top ten. I'll go first. I I I'm not feeling good about this after our previous discussion, but I I took Angel Yin. I I like the form. I I you know Cali vibes. I I hope that she can be a top ten. I hope she contends. Hell, I hope she wins. Yeah. I I think it'd be God, a wonderful be a story. Great winner. Perfect. Great perfect winner. California winner. Jordan. Mina Haragai isn't contending. What are we doing? What another, are we doing? Another true home game. Yeah. I mean, she's got to have a little bit of a chip on her shoulder from last year. Uh, all that no local knowledge really doesn't hurt at all. Uh, she was talking about how it was easier to pick targets this week because of the TV towers and the grandstands. Uh, it, I, don't, I don't know. I mean. Possibly backstopping as well. <laughs> Although it's tough to backstop here because there's so much rough between the. True. The green in the grandstand. <laughs> Mina's not in the mix. I don't know what we're doing. Okay. Cody? Yeah, I'm a, a very safe pick here, but post-match play, my uh, my selectee is gone. Uh, tied for seventh, has won uh, an event in the great state of Michigan and then had an absolute horrible weekend at KPMG. Finished T11. That is uh, the pride of Ireland. Oh. Leona. With a little rest. Should, should uh, you know. If she feels home, like huh? such a good fit here. Okay. 
again, some somebody that I want to know, Leona, like, can you be a consistent killer? You've killed yeah. before. She you know? she displays that intensity that I yeah. like. Uh, I think top ten lock this week. I think she just has everything I'm looking for in a tough course. Kind of, she's played well on like kind of lush rye bluegrass before, which similar to this. I think Celine Boutier. Mm. I think good pick. Top ten, great wedge player. Yeah, just you know, like doesn't really have any weaknesses in her game. Isn't the longest player, but I don't think you have to be here. You got just got to be long enough. Yeah. I like that. I like that. A lot of good top 10. You could talk me into a lot of different people for a top 10, which is always, you know, that's fun. Low am. Cody, why don't you kick us off for your low am pick? Well, it's hard. I think I'm I'm going to, we've, we've talked about her a little bit already. Uh, it's hard. It's hard for I me. I mean, I, I was going to default here to Jordan a little bit, but it's I was going to let Jordan go last because she's she's going to stunt on I all know. of us. I, I think uh, there's a lot of great amateurs that are in this event. Obviously, uh, could could name off. There's like forty. Of them. I could name off <laughs> a lot of them. Maybe it's, too it's, many. It's, if it's we're being crazy honest. how many of them are actually here. Twenty eight. Thank you. Twenty eight. Like, <laughs> the fact we we got to spend. Again, we got to spend some time with Anna Davis today and like talk about her winning the ANWA and her not really being prepared for that, for everything that came with it, and her rolling into the events that came with the ANWA win last year and her showing up. At, she played in the U.S. Open last year at Pine Needles and like played absolutely horrible. And she's like, What? I was like, What, you know, what were you expecting to do? Yeah. And she's like, I thought I was going to show up and like, Fuck yeah, here I am. Like, let's 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 do this thing. And she's like, I wasn't prepared at all. I had so much expectations like that I put on myself that like uh, that I, I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do anything. And she's like, I realized through last summer and I I wrote down goals and started this year out completely new. And like I finally freed myself up. And you saw that how she performed, you know, the week prior to ANWA, winning another major junior event. She didn't play her best at the ANWA, but she's had an incredible spring and summer so far. She is my lock for Loam because at the end of the day, what I know about her so far is that she doesn't give a shit, man. She has zero expectations, (laughs) and she's just going to go out there and send it. And, like, if that's good enough, that's good enough. And that's she also, where it kind of concerns me that she's doing goal setting and things like well, that. That's, that's the th- she also told us that the bucket might might make an appearance back. Is it too windy here? Well, she's she a little concerned about, about the wind. But she also is like, she hey. She said it's like a feeling very when much. she's feeling it. It's like the Tanimal outfit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the Eddie surf conversation. <laughs> TC, who you got? Uh, I was going to say Anna. But you know what? I'll change it up. I'm going to go with... Angela Zhang. She's 14 years old. TC's been deep, uh, deep in the research I, I, here. I got some concerning intel that she played in the uh, drive. She won the drive ship and putt, but that was when she was like seven or eight years old. And she was out driving everybody by 30 yards. Uh, she wasn't in the 18. Yeah, so under. she's back to back. She's won the Washington uh, State Women's Am two years in a row, 13 year, years old and 14 years old. She won the U.S. Uh, the USGA four ball this year uh, up at the home course, so a little little bit of a home home course advantage there. I feel like the grass types and everything are probably a little bit reminiscent of the Seattle Bellevue area. 
Um, but no, she just seems like it's it's so disconcerting, Jordan, to do research and be on like AJGA's website. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened to me like six or seven times today. Like I, you know, or like I'm I'm texting you know, college coaches. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking about Coach Dowling at uh, Michigan. I'm like, Monet Chun. I haven't seen anything of her since since she lost, you know, 15 and whatever to oh, Saki yeah. Baba at Chambers yeah. Bay or whatever. But, um, but yeah, that's that's my, uh, you know, I'm a big big Anna Davis guy, but Zhang's my. My and, girl this and week. out on Saki Baba, the fit is. I, just, I just don't uh, think it's a course fit for Saki. Yeah, we don't like the fit. We don't like the fit. The we, threads will be on. We point. like the drip, but we don't yeah. like the fit. Yeah, Biggie, who you got? Uh I I was gonna go Anna. You know, I I think she she certainly. You can go. I'll change mine. You know, influence you me getting to talk to her today. But no, I'm I'm gonna go. I, I'm I'm not going there. I'm going. I actually don't have a good feel at all for this, so I just want to shout out the oldest amateur in the field, Chrissy Carmen. Oh, I thought she was going to go with Migliaccio. No. I was like, oh, no. Uh, She's older than Ludwig. <laughs> she won the U.S. Women's Mid-Am in 2022. That's how she's in this event. Uh, she's a mother. She, she has children, Respects. which I think is cool. Shout out to Amy Olson, by the way. Of course, yeah. Seven months pregnant. Unbelievable. Uh, she played collegiately at, at Oregon State. Okay, she graduated, I want to say, in 2016. So she's like late 20s, just barely older than Amelia. Uh, and yeah, I don't know how she's going to do. This is her first U.S. Open. Wouldn't shock me if she shot a couple high scores and and packed it Friday. But I think it's a cool story, and I, I think, you know, the type of story that the U.S. Open is all about. So when I didn't know, I, I figured I'll default and give her a shout-out. So One, one thing that. one thing on, on, on the amateur front. Ingrid Lindblad, the number one amateur in the world, according to the World Amateur Golf Ranking. As of like just three be, weeks ago. Just because Rose decided calm, to abdicate calm the down. throne. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, so she was number two before. Sorry. I don't think she even was. You know. I think she jumped from like four to two post NCAA. You know. Jordan, are, are you up to date on play. the wagger? Anyway. <laughs> finished T11 last year at the U.S. Women's Open. Lead, I believe, was leading yeah, it. Like through yeah. like 40-something holes, right? Yeah. Uh, doesn't get into the field this year. I think if you finish top... I think if you're the low AM and you make the cut, like like the prerequisite is you have to make the cut. But if you're the low AM, you make the cut, you should get into next year. I agree. Do you know because who else? Because A, it incentivizes staying amateur. Which I think is is yeah. important, especially as, as as you know, both in the men's and the women's game. Probably more so in the men's game, but that should just be like, like, hey, like th th that's not taking anything off the table. They they had three or four more people come in late over the last day or two that they've given spots to in the field. It's like I'd like to see Ingrid Lindblad in the field. That's good for the game, right? I feel like that might have been a little bit of an oversight too, as they were like doling out all these special exemptions right? seemed like that one would kind of make sense also we searched for a while to see like where she actually tried to play qualifying i, I stopped halfway through did you find something jordan no yeah i don't was... even know if she i'm sure she did try to qualify right. somewhere. that's the other thing like women the women's qualifying is 
is a little bit wonkier, right? Because there's not two levels. Yep. It's just go 36 it holes up. straight at it. Yeah. So, you know, there's something there. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm feeling like there's not enough Swedes in the field either. <laughs> we haven't yeah. even talked. We're like two hours into this thing. We haven't even talked about Lynn. I know, I know. We're going to get to Lynn. Uh, I also want to shout out. So, Earlier this year, there is a, a, a member of this family, a prideful, very, very proud family that comes from the great state of Utah. They reside in, in Arizona now. Uh, a, a brother of theirs. Some call him P. I'm not talking about Patrick Reed. I'm talking about Preston. My guy, Preston Summerhays, qualified and played in the U.S. Open at LACC. He did. Now his sister, who also is a proud Sun Devil, Gee. forks up, all right, qualified and is playing in her first U.S. Women's Open here that is Gray Summerhays of the proud Summerhays family from Utah. Want to give them a shout out. It's good. You'll stay on the Christmas card list. This <laughs> Thank year. you. Nobody reps harder for the Summerhays family <laughs> than Cody. It's unbelievable. Jordan, please. Jordan, for those Educate that don't know, us, please. Yes, is deep, deep, deep in the amateur golf scene. Jordan, just drop all kinds of knowledge on us, please. Where do I begin? All right. Um, let's go back to the Ingrid conversation a little bit. Um, this is a problem I inherently have with Wagger, as I have a couple problems with Wagger, but we won't get into all of them. Oh, take take we any have shots time. you want, please. <laughs> the McCormack Medal is awarded in August after the U.S. Women's Open. Make it make sense, please, because it does not. And I just I just feel like. Hold on. So help me. I'm I'm a dummy. What what do we mean here? Okay. So the McCormack Medal is awarded if you're the number one amateur in the world. So Rose won it three years in a row. Uh, every year she would play the U.S. Women's Open by proxy. If we awarded it at a smarter time, Ingrid Lindblad would be in this field. And not to say that we need to move the award for Ingrid Lindblad, but like, what are we doing here? Like, if we're gonna sit around and say yeah, you can you can have this honor of playing this event, but only if you hold out for like another year. It's just like it's just a weird, weird it's, wrinkle. After in the August game. is a weird thing too. Of like, I guess that's before the Curtis Cup, but like, why not just do it in December, or why not do it after the college season, but before the Women's Open and all that, right? What's yeah, that? I agree. Oh, there's a deer outside the window. Oh, that's what I <laughs> Big see. was big on the drive back. He's like, hey, man, I'm worried. They got deer all over the place. I think there's I'm going to so hit one. I'm on worried for the rental car this our, week. Our house is just being surrounded by deer as we speak. Oh. So I guess they heard that we're going to have a 4th of July barbecue that, that <laughs> Big's going to be the chef on. So. <laughs> no, like, I, I do think I'm with you. I think there's something to be said, especially in the women's game, for if you do want to, like, if you want to play, because. Seemingly, all these ladies play SEC, <laughs> SEC women's golf. It's nuts. Right? Mostly, yeah. Like the thought of all these or Pac-12. Swedes yeah. going. Or Pac-12 yeah. Oh, yeah. Pac 12 or SEC. It's like, or there's a few at Big 12 schools as well. But like LSU, South Carolina, Florida. Like there's, there's just, it's crazy to think of, especially like all these Europeans, you know, Arkansas that just. That just parachute into like these, <laughs> like the most like, you know, southern places, and it's like there's something to be said for like if somebody like Ingrid Lindblad plays really well at at Anwa and really well at the U.S. Women's Open, and like why shouldn't she be in this field, right? And it, I don't know, it just it feels self defeating almost that that 
they're not taking that into account a little bit. Yeah, or even just hand her a special exemption. Like, she's the number one player in the world. Yeah. And Do we want the U.S. Open just giving out handouts? They're though? doing that with Annika. I know. Annika's a little just, different. They did so it with over Rose. Annika, Randy. I'm prior, so prior to Rose winning. They were going to do it with Rose. I know. I'm not saying it's great. I, I will say like because... Rose is so good, and, and so Lindblad, like... She couldn't make as big of a name because Rose is soaking up all, you know, the sun, right? Was Ingrid, she's going into her junior year or senior year? It's her it's senior or it's a fifth? But yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's wild. I think that's a big gap. It needs, something needs to be done there. But also I think that like this probably is going to be one of those weird one year oversights. They either got to beef up, they got to make qualifying less variable or they got to put the U in USGA. Yeah, <laughs> true. Or we got to get a little bit more strategic with the, with the handouts. Anyway, Jordan, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're, you're totally good. No, it's just, are we marketing the future? I'm not so sure anymore. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the future, point. the future is very near. Right, like it's like all right, like on the men's side, you've got these, you got these guys that their careers are going till forty, forty-five. Whereas on the women's side, it's like no, like you got to strike while the iron's hot, and these are probably the stars that are going to be in the next four, five, six years. Right? Yeah. Better introduce them quickly. Yeah. A reminder: she's won ten times in her college career already. Yeah. It's just yeah. Can I just say I like Ingrid as as an idea. I respect that she's out there playing good golf. I don't need to watch her actually play. Her game doesn't do anything for me. I, I, I'm sorry. I completely disagree I get, with you. I get down with that. No. She's all, you know how old she is, too? Is she what? older than Ludwig? She's 23. Oh. Well, that's, yeah. Up there with Ludwig. She might be retired by the time, too, she turns pro. True. Jordan, please go ahead. Anywho. Yeah, Loam's interesting. And I was kind of making this point to Cody earlier that the U.S. Women's Open is sort of interesting in that it's, it really reveals just how little the talent gap is um, in that, like, these AMs really know how to play, right? There's 28 of them in this field this year. And it's like, you could really put them against anyone and it's like, they would have somewhat of a chance, right? And so, I don't know, we've got a lot of talent in the ampool this year um i think a lot of the hype is around amari avery i think amari has a lot of great momentum but tc almost gaslit me into changing this pick but <laughs> i'm going tough to tough accusation to have buddy i'm doubling down on saki baba okay saki baba plays incredibly well in the united states i think when the stakes are high she she's just on it i I, I, I see her making the cut, you know, and again, like loves the West coast. Maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's not a top 10. Maybe it's not leading the event after two days or whatnot, but it's making a cut for sure. Okay. All right. That's fair. Respectable. All right. Let's give me a name that won't win positively. Absolutely. Will not win this golf tournament. TC. Jennifer Cupcho. That's a good one. And Lexi. And Lexi, of course. <laughs> yeah, Lexi for sure. I get I I'll add I, I think you can add a couple I, I don't think Lily Vu is gonna win. Unfortunately, that pains me to say. 
And I'm going to say Lydia Ko is not going to win either. Take her away. Jordan, who's who's absolutely not going to win? Yeah, mine was Lydia. Uh, she's cooked, I fear, in 2023. Um, Dang, really? I I don't I don't know how this week is supposed to convince me of anything. I I mean, when the highs are high for Lydia Ko, they're high. They're they're high. But there's when, not anything resembling that. No, yeah. nothing. And when the lows are low, they are just rock bottom. And so was Lydia's like resurgence last year just a fluke year? Right, like I, 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 I just I have a hard time no, believing that we she's have an onlooker <laughs> strenuously saying no, it wasn't. Like I think she has. Every, she started out this year with a win. I get it. It was at the Saudi International Ladies. She, she's been struggling. She's been working on things. I do not like. We, you cannot be out on Lydia Cole. Do you she's know what, that damn good. Do you know what would be really helpful to contextualize this whole conversation? Stats. Some build out <laughs> comprehensive stats. Amen, Randy. Who who else didn't give a pick to not win? Codeman? I did. I, I was on the Lexi train. Oh, come on. That's like cop out. What do you mean? Like Cantlay won't win. You also said that. I know. No, I said that as gave, a bonus. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, you know, one for me, one for you. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll go back. Uh, where do you want me to go? From top 10? Yeah. Or 20. I, I, I hate to say this, but uh, she was my pick to win at KPMG, but... Like I a tie it, something's going on there. I don't quite know what it is. Like I don't I don't yeah. think she's not this, seeing the this results. Ain't gonna be it. The results have been great. No, but like there's no there's no top end. There's some well, back, she there's some back she door stuff. To, yeah. I'm hoping it was some bad clubhouse food at, at Balti. That's true. That maybe got her. I didn't put that into my my equation there. The other thing who's like ascended very quickly at the beginning of this year, but also like I think maybe like touched the sun a little too soon. Georgia Hall, like oh, she, yeah, she, I, I think she was on a heater, but now yeah. we're yeah we're back to nobody's mentioned Jin Young Ko positively or negatively. Just you wait. I, I can't count her out. Okay, she, all right, all right. Sorry, I won't. I won't front run anything. All right, everybody has gotten their hate out of the way. Settled. All right, let's pick our winners. Jordan, who's going to win the tournament? If you get this wrong, you're you're not invited back next year. By the way, so. No pressure. Sorry, everybody. I'm going to say the favorite. Um, look, she's played a lot of golf lately. Uh, she has the course record. I mean, look. Course records matter? Course records matter. Context matters. <laughs> Our favorite word of the day. Also, I think she respects the challenge of this setup. This is her fifth U.S. Women's Open. She knows, you know, there are adjustments, but there's not that many adjustments to make. And I think, interestingly, like the one thing that really got in her way at Liberty National was her putting, and she cleaned it up really nicely at Baltrasol. And it may not matter here. And it right. may not matter. Right. If everybody and stinks, nobody stinks. And when she set the course record, she hit 18 of 18 greens. That is bonkers. So, I don't know. I think she looks comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling rose. All right. I dig it. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. TC. I think I think we're gonna see. I think Rose is gonna be in the mix. I think we're gonna see a duel or a or a trio of of like. So, I think something we rarely get on the LPGA tour of the best players playing well down the stretch. I think we're gonna Amen. see. We are due for that. Megan Kang. I think we're gonna see <laughs> Rose. I think you lost me with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Megan Kang, Rose, and who? I think. 
And I think Minji's going to play well. Thank you. However. However. however I think Jin Young-Ko is going to win. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So we Thank heard, you. when yeah. did she get here? We heard she was here. She got here last Tuesday. Checked in on Tuesday. Played like almost every day. I think Jin Young-Ko is a, a bad bitch, and I think wow. people forgot about that. I completely agree. TC, I, I could not be in the same car. I, I want to take this ride with you, dog. All right, roll, I'm right baby. there. Let's ride. You're talking all that shit about going back to back winners, and oh, this is completely different than Pine Needles. Minji's completely out. I do not think so, my man. If you look at form, I'm saying that Minji and Jin Young, this is the exact same thing that happened at the Founders Cup. We're going to a playoff. Oh, I think Rose God, is going to be, be in the wonderful. mix. I thought you were reading my notes, man. I thought you got a hold oh. of my share, Doc, but I'm ah, right there really with you. Dog. That's it. At the end of the day, Minji Lee is going to go back to back here. Wow. All right. So we're on opposite ends of the same bus. Well, I had to, man. All right. Let me just say, JYK has played a part in, in me. I think it's fair to question. JYK needs some, some real majors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Um, certainly love all that. I'm, I'm going to go back with, listen, she won at Olympic. She found something at Mizuho, finished tied Yuka. for seventh. Was runner-up after a late charge at KPMG. She is in top form. We talked about this for like three hours today. I'm going Yuka Sasso. All right. Uh, just to reiterate, we are live after the completion of play every day, every round uh, this week. It's going to be wonderful. Check your local listings uh, between Peacock, USA, and NBC. There's streaming of feature groups online. There's, there's shot casts. There's going to be stats. I am so looking forward to this tournament. Uh, guys, let's have a week. Let's. Pumped. Thanks to Titleist. Thanks to FootJoy. And we're going to see you next time. Live here from the doghouse, man. Thanks to Roback. Looking forward to it. That's it. In USGA, mix up the length on the par threes. There's two. There's there's a lot that could go wrong where like they could all play 100. Like three of the four could play 170 yards every day. Make sure we give variety in the par threes. Thank you. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything.